Good evening, I'm David Flint in the series Take Back Your Country. The National Cabinet are now desperately downplaying the recent revelation that the economic depression they imposed on Australia was not at all justified. Now, it's a long time since most Australian politicians have offered what Burke once explained is the only justification for a representative democracy. That is their independent judgment. In fact, most politicians in the party system do what they're told by the caucus, by factions, by power brokers, and even as we've learned recently by foreign powers. Beijing, we've seen. And what they say is not their own words, it's been massaged by somebody in the swamp. Now, they often claim they're following the science. They don't mean any science, they just mean computer modelling. They use this particularly to justify what President Trump almost alone in the West refuses to do, to ruin his country to achieve the aims of the Paris Accords in reducing emissions. Now, when the politicians were confronted by the virus in this country, they did two terrible things. First, they ignored world's best practice, that is Taiwan's. Taiwan has a population similar to Australia, and it doesn't have our advantage of being a remote island nation, but very close to Wuhan. Taiwan achieved what they did without any lockdown, and they've only had seven deaths. The second thing our politicians did was to use computer modelling, to hand everything over to computer modelling, notwithstanding the fact that the greatest of the Anglo-American statisticians says computer modelling is always wrong. But they put blind faith in this. They might as well have gone home and let the computer decide what to do to the country. And when it came to the modelling, they they chose modelling which didn't have a good record. That is Neil Ferguson's from Imperial College London. And he has a long track record of exaggerated, dire predictions, which have always turned out to be far worse than anything that happened. He was subsequently brought down not because of those dire predictions, but because he was engaging in dalliances with his mistress, completely in breach of the rules concerning social spacing, which he'd argued the British government should adopt. It's the same old thing. It's a case of do as I say, not as I do. But still, the Prime Minister and Premiers went ahead with modelling about the impact of the virus, which was prone to exaggerate its severity. And just to give you an idea of what was involved, at the present time we have, with all the fuss in Victoria, 137 people in Australia, 137 people in Australia who are in hospital, 17 of whom are in intensive care, ICU, intensive care units. 17 in Australia. Back in March, the National Cabinet had modelling which told them that if we did nothing, we would need 35,000 intensive care units. We're using 17 at the moment. In America, the USA, a country of 328 million at the present time, 
they're using just under 15,000. We were told we needed 35,000. But if we had a lockdown, a serious lockdown, that could be got down to 5,000. 5,000. And remember, even with what's going on in Victoria at the moment, we're using 17. There are 17 people in intensive care, uh, intensive care across the continent. Then the National Cabinet made a really foolish decision. They decreed that the modelling should be kept secret. Why, we don't know. The virus hardly had uh, spies out to check on what was happening. And even then, there was a, yet another problem. Someone from the Modelling Institute made a mistake, a very big mistake. In the column setting out the intensive care unit figures, they put in, accidentally, the total number of hospital beds which would be needed. So although the intensive care figures were exaggerated, they were then multiplied by about four. Vast armies of, of intensive care units were needed. Nobody noticed. It only came out recently, and most of the mainstream media is keeping this very quiet. They preferred to create panic and hysteria using government press releases, but they're not telling you what exactly happened. Imagine if Donald Trump had done this. Imagine how they would have gone out of their minds and become hysterical. But even on the figures which should have been, they were still saying we needed almost 9,000 intensive care units or beds. And uh, if, uh, if we had the lockdown, almost 1,300. Instead of asking the Taiwanese what we should do, instead of publishing the modelling so that other people could see it, the, the politicians decided they had to do something serious. So they decided they'd have a recession and actually they decided we'd have a depression. They didn't exactly use those words, but they locked down the only part of the country or economy which is productive or much of what is productive. They didn't lock down the public sector. Now, if you made such a mistake, can you imagine the consequences? Would you still be in a job? If I made the same mistake, would I expect to be walking around or would I be in court? The extraordinary thing is that uh, this is uh, not the only offences which the National Cabinet have committed, at least moral, if not legal, offences. I've got a list of nine of these and I'm putting them in Spectator in my next article. Just go to spectator.com.au, go to my name and you'll find it. Now, there is a solution to all this, and that solution is to take back your country. Do have a look at a petition about this on change.org. There'll be a, a link to this in the text associated with this video. Do go to that petition and you'll see how we're suggesting there is a way for Australians to take back your country and to make the politicians accountable 24 seven.